0: We continue on with That One Play, a series of reviews historically of individual plays in Ravens history and what they meant to individual fans. And we're going to talk through one. I hope if you get in the spirit, you'll pick up on this. You'll DM me and have a chance to do your own. But we got a a downer of a play to talk about right now. And, And one of the biggest downer games in Ravens history, there are kind of two that stick out in my mind, the 2019 divisional loss against the Titans and the 2006 divisional loss after the bye against the Colts uh, both in Baltimore both just horrific losses Uh, but here to to talk to me about that is Alan Frankel. Alan how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great Ken really really awesome to be here Uh, you know this team is a really really big one for me I was really young when this team you know unfortunately went down in that game and pretty pretty foundational experience for me as a Ravens fan and as a football fan in general.
0: Definitely one of the uh, one of the key experiences lifetime. And you remember the highs and the lows, you know, I mean, the highs for me, the mile high miracle game took over as my greatest day as a football fan after the 2000 win against the Titans in Tennessee, At both games, both are fantastic experiences, but, uh, but, you know, both of the kind of the ultimate 10 high, you know, in terms of this, this 2006 Colts game, might have been the worst ever. It's right there with the 2019 game in terms of uh, of, of losing that game to the Titans. But uh, where does it fit for you?
3: So I actually have a game higher up on that list, uh, even with this game, and that's the Steelers' loss when we got out to I think a 17-7 lead, uh, had multiple opportunities to come back that ultimately failed. Uh, one of the I think one of the true great divisional round games. Um, I think it was a divisional round game, but that game slightly beats out the Titans' loss in terms of devastation because of how close we were.
0: That was that was horrible. A lot of people also remember the twenty eleven AFC Championship, but two thousand ten, you're talking about. They led twenty one seven actually at the half, and and lost that game to Pittsburgh despite the fourteen point lead and uh, just just a miserable finish. But you're right. We remember. We, I think I think sometimes because being a sports fan is kind of a group misery thing. Also, it's a collective misery thing. We complain generally speaking, even when our team is good, about the minor things that are not good, you know. But but I think because it's so much that we tend to remember a lot of these low points. And so this particular game had several particular low points, in my opinion, in terms of what happened. But you, you've you picked one.
3: <laughs> yeah, I definitely picked this game as being the big one and this play being the, lowest moment for me at that point as a Ravens fan in terms of what that team meant to me. I, I was living in Cleveland at the time. I was, I was, I know I'm 28 now. So it's like what, 15 to 17 years ago going back. So I'm a young kid and I, the only games I could really watch were games that played at four played at, you know, national TV games and you know, this game, obviously. So the games from that season that really meant a lot were the San Diego game where my, my family's at Chagrin Falls. They want to hang out there the whole day. And I'm like, it's the one game I get to watch. It's 425. I got to get back to watch the Ravens Charger game. You know, we're good. Like this was like that game, you know, the game winning play to Todd Heap in that game. So uh, it's that season was huge for me as a fan because we were was the first really kick ass Ravens team that I got to see. You know, the 2001 team, I was a little bit too young. This team was good on both sides of the ball. They had McNair, who I had, you know, has a lot of history with the Ravens kind of coming over to the dark side. Just a really great Fun team, Ryan, Rex Ryan's attitude towards it. So a couple of like really specific games that stand out from that season are the New Orleans game that was on national TV. The two oh. Steeler blowouts, which were just unbelievable mm-hmm. to watch. Fan nirvana for Ravens fans, I think, to beat the Steelers like that, culminating in Bart Scott's you know huge hit. So this team was great for me because I, I really got to see them win every time. They were that first true kick-ass Ravens team that just sticks out as, damn, that was a team that really had a shot.
0: Okay so this team was off to a great start 4 and 0 culminating with that win over San Diego 16-13 at home then they lost two straight went to went to Denver lost on Monday night came home got beat by the Panthers in a game they kept getting back into and then they and then they got beat especially I think of Steve Smith who might have caught a long touchdown pass then they had the bye week and they, and you know you don't know where you are exactly coming off that but they they went to New Orleans for a game against Drew Brees and the Saints and this is a, a, a team that you know they might have been favored in this game. I really don't know whether the Ravens or Saints were favored, but the Ravens ended up winning that one easily. The Saints just basically could not control the football, got lots of interceptions and whatnot. Ravens go on to win nine out of ten from that point, culminating with that win over Buffalo that won them the bye. So they didn't they weren't a sure thing to get the bye. They needed to be one of the top two teams in the AFC by beating Buffalo. Uh, they grabbed the bye away, I believe, from Indianapolis. They they took it.
3: Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit, a few games and let's go back to that Saints game as one of those national TV games that I got to watch. And that was the game that kind of turned me into a believer. The Saints were, were a tough team. We went into their environment and just manhandled them for several hours. I had a best friend who was at the game. He told me all about the unbelievable experience there in the dome. So that was the game that kind of flipped me into saying, okay, this team could really, could really go out and do some damage.
0: Yeah, uh, it it certainly was a really big interception game in that one. Landry had two picks in that game. He had a big rookie season, of course. And Ronnie Prude ran back a touchdown for an interception. I remember a lot of people were were pretty high about who he could be, probably including me. So I don't want to say it's all those people or whatnot, but we turned out to be wrong (laughs) about who Ronnie Prude actually was. But take (laughs) us now to this to this to this playoff game because I think everybody has some really specific memories about it in terms of what happened that day. Uh, but, but take us through like leading up to this play, how this game felt to you. So leading
3: up to the game, this was probably the most anticipated game for me, a home playoff game with the buy with a team that I believed in. We were all over the cover of sports illustrated that we were going to win. I, I had, you know, still was a subscriber at that point, sports illustrated and reading that article, I was hyped up for the game. And, um, it was a game where it just, you know, everything felt like it went wrong in ways that were totally Kind of unfortunate. It just felt like we had so many bad individual breaks in this game. And upon rewatch last night, I did rewatch the game, so I'm blending the two experiences together uh, from when I watched it back then and now. And it stands up. There's so many plays in this game which are just I, I think it might be the unluckiest game in Raven's history, which for a fan who went to the game up, Ken, were you at this game? Oh, yeah. If you were at this game, I-, I would say this ranks up there as one of the most unlucky games that i've I've seen in the way it played out.
0: I, I mean, the Ravens certainly got absolutely stuffed offensively in the game, which was which was bad. McNair was one of his worst games as a Raven. He, he could do nothing right. Uh, you know, one of the things that hadn't happened is the, the Colts had done a lot of things wrong down the stretch. They weren't very good. And they lost, I think, four straight road games coming into this, or it might have been four out of five, but, but they, they'd lost a bunch of road games and had not been a, had not been a particularly good good team did not look like a particularly daunting opponent in the 2006 Ravens defense, frankly, looked like they could handle anyone, but uh, they did hold Manning fairly effectively to five field goals in this game. No, no touchdowns, but uh, they also didn't get in the end zone themselves. And that, that really hurt.
3: That definitely hurt. And the things that I feel in this game and why I call it the most unlucky game is there's, I think four sort of inflection points or plays that could have been high high impact plays for the Ravens, maybe four or five that just don't go our way. Uh, we have, you know, two two plays where Ray Lewis tips a ball that likely goes right to a Raven defender, McAllister and Reed, both head balls were going to go right to him. Reed in particular looked like that could have been a house call. McAllister looked like he had some room too. Um, upon rewatch. Uh, we have a Clayton fumble on a 50 yard play, which we get 10 yards. Of, we get a 10 yard play because of a penalty, but just uh, Vinatieri has a field goal that Barely gets over the upright from 52 yards. I mean, there's even another two plays. I'm not going to go into all of them where it just felt like even like where I think we had a fumble that we should have recovered in this game where we had two guys mm-hmm. on the football and it rolls away and they end up picking it up. It's just we just could not catch a break today.
0: Yeah, there, there, there were a lot of those, there's for sure. And Ed Reed actually had two interceptions in the game. So it's hard to really beat on him because Ed Reed, he he made. Something of his opportunities, but he didn't catch every ball like it, like receivers or, or like many players will get on in the secondary who, who drop an occasional interception. Anyway, one of the two interceptions he made, he actually leapt out of bounds on the sideline and tossed it, lateraled it back inbounds while in the air to McAllister. Looked to me like he didn't hit the ground before that ball was back.
3: After further review, I can tell you he was not out of bounds yesterday. I watched the play three or four times. This was one of the plays that I wasn't going to mention. Down yeah. to go, you know, into every single play. Uh, another play where we could have had a return uh, that we didn't end up getting, and and that to me is what really what really hits me about this game, and sort of takes you up to the Dallas Clark play and sets the scene very very fittingly, where we have a player we have perfect coverage. Ivy's on him, and and. Manning throws a ball kind of just on autopilot. He's firing this out yard out pass because of some sort of leverage he's reading. Ivy's right there. It rolls alongside Clark's leg. And honestly, in the NFL today, does it get called a catch? I think it's actually 60, 40, probably that it's a catch after review, but to see us be in that perfect position, it looked like we had the perfect team the whole year. We had it running. And for a game where we could not catch a break, for the deciding play to be another play where we just didn't catch a break felt very fitting for the way that this game ended.
0: So set that up a little bit. Third and five with 357 to go. Manning throws this little pass to Dallas Clark to the right for 14 yards. You, you've described the play, I think, very well. Um, it, once they got that first down, they started running the ball, and they had it run down to 218 at the 25-yard line before we got them, Before the Ravens got them to third down again, so they were already in a position to kick to go up nine from that point. So the Dallas Clark play was one of several third downs on that drive because they had faced third and two. Uh, they had faced third and two earlier, so it was one of two third downs on that drive where where the Colts could have been stopped, and and it didn't happen. Uh, certainly a bummer. Uh, what else, is there anything else about the the nature of the play itself or the snake bitness of the team that kind of came through in the, in that moment?
3: What came through is that sometimes in football, it's just not your night. Mm -hmm. It's just not your night. The Titans game felt that way. And, you know, I think maybe even some fans who watch the Bengals game were like, it felt like they had a lot of things going that just went against them, whether it's calls, et cetera, that this is the way that sports is. My father's a long snake bit Cleveland Browns fan, the drive, the fumble, even when they were beating the Steelers in the playoff game, he had to turn it off. He was so stressed that the Steelers were going to come back. And I could actually relate kind of to my father and understanding, Hey, there's some day, some games where it's just, it's just not your night. And there's sometimes it's not even your team's fault and that you shouldn't forget how good the team was just because they have a game like this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think everybody has a, has a personal memory of that game. I I was supposed to meet uh, business clients at a bar downtown. And I, I came out of that game and I was, I was furious. I was spitting profanity and whatnot. I, I could not bring myself to inflict myself on those people. So I said, okay, I'm doing the smart thing. I'm doing the adult thing. I'm going home and I, that was a that was a better solution for me at that time than 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 going out to the bar and 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 uh, joining people from work and some clients that were involved so uh really one of those things i've heard some absolutely fabulous other stories we'll save for another episode because we got one other very significant play from this game that that will be discussed at a later time but frank anything else that you'd like to add in, in for this one in particular
3: for this one in particular i would say that as, as a fan, don't try to over-criticize individual players, individual coaches on one game or one play. Uh, You know, I'm a big fan of Marty Schottenheimer in terms of his ability to turn teams around, focus on what's going to build consistent excellence. You know, you touch on these things as a season ticket holder. You want to see a team that competes year in year out, doesn't make these types of knee jerk. Okay. He did this. So he's gone. Whether it's a coach coordinator, player uh, management position. So that's kind of, I'd say the big thing to take out of this game is to take one game, even if it's a huge game, a playoff game, and it's a devastating loss, really try to, you know, the next day, try to get a little bit past it. As a fan, it'll it'll make you a better fan and make you understand the the realities of the sport, I think, a little bit better.
0: That's that's uh, that's good advice, I think. In in terms of of being an analyst, it's I, I tend to be able to get past it a little bit. In terms of what I do, is kind of cathartic to look back, play by play, and see what went right, what went wrong, kind of thing. Um, this game has a special kind of hurt to it that uh, that really didn't go away for a very long time. So we, in in some ways, it's like I still bear the scars today from it. Uh, and, and that 2019 team, I mean, this, the opportunities do not come along often. The Ravens going into that game were the absolute favorite to win the Super Bowl. And to, to, to lose it at home like that and, uh, and, and let it get away was really unfortunate. And uh, the Chargers lost at home in the divisional round as well. So the Ravens would have been the, the time they would have hosted the AFC championship. So, uh, the other time, another time that, that they lost out on that, right. was in 2008 when the, when the, uh, I think it was 2008 or 2010, whichever the, the, the one was that where the jets were going to the AFC championship. And yeah, they would have played them at home too. So what a bummer. Uh, you know, other folks out there who've, who who uh, went through that. We don't want to have every episode like this be a downer, but I think it's good to, to have a mix of up and down because we certainly have those experience in sports. Frank, tell folks where they can talk football with you online.
3: So you could find me um, at FrankSports21 on Twitter. I comment on a lot of Ken's statuses. Huge fan of the uh, schedule episode. One of my favorites to look forward to. It. <laughs> Um, uh, and you can find me also on coach DC, all 22s discord. Um, I'm active all the time. We have tons of great conversations there. Coach DC is fantastic. I think Ken's had him on the show at yep. least twice. So, um, we've, I, I really enjoyed talking sports. We had a, like a three hour conversation on our discord with coach uh, the other night about the draft. So, uh, definitely join our, join our discord. If you're able to, we have a lot of great Ravens talk and the draft best night to be on the discord, our draft, our draft night. Fantastic.
0: Yeah we like ours too, and we, we but we appreciate that and uh, op- options are good. Uh, other folks out there if you'd like to do a film study short in particular if you'd like to do a that one play, I'm getting them scheduled quickly. There are a lot of them, but there are a lot of great plays in Raven's history to talk about, and I want to hear what they meant to you uh like like Frank you know, kind of poured his heart out here over, over what this game, what that play meant, what the game meant. Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear from you as well. So just DM me on Twitter. They're always open uh, with your idea for a play. And I'll tell you if it's already been taken or not, but you know, there's it's 26 episodes have now been scheduled and there's still tons of plays in Ravens history to, to cover for certain. Frank, thanks again for coming on. I'm sorry, Alan, thanks again for coming on.
3: <laughs> no problem, Ken. Anytime.
0: Talk to you next time on Film Study. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early